Hello, uh, my name is uh, Marta Requena. I'm the head of the Public International Law Division and the Treaty Office of the uh, Council of Europe. And I'm also the secretary to the Council of Europe Committee of Legal Advisor uh, on Public International Law. Um, first of all, I would like to express my gratitude to the codification division of the Office of Legal Affairs of the United Nations for offering the Council of Europe this opportunity to present the work of the Committee of Legal Advisor of Public International Law through this unique and, I think, excellent tool, which is the United Nations Audiovisual Library of International Law. I will provide uh, an overview of the work of the Committee of Legal Advisor on pu of Public International Law which is known through its acronym CADI, which is which corresponds to the name of the committee in its French version, which is Comité ad hoc sur le droit international public. And I would like to first of all to draw your attention not to confuse the name of this committee, CADI, which is spelling C A H D I, with the CADI judgments of the Court of Justice of the European Union, which the pronunciation is very similar. My presentation of this Committee of Legal Advisor of Public International Law will be focused on three main uh, issues. First of all, I would like to explain to you the origins of this key committee of the Council of Europe and the current composition of this committee, Secondly, I would like to provide information to you on the contribution of the CADI to the development of public international law. And finally, and on the third place, I would like to explain the, or provide information on the contribution of the CADI to the work of the United Nations International Law Commission and also to the Sixth Committee of the United Nations General Assembly. First of all, in relation to the origins and composition of the CADI. I would like to mention that it's obvious that in a political climate which encourages interdependence between states, international law is obviously is constantly developing and is a key factor in the organization of the interstate relations. The Council of Europe is therefore working to coordinate the member state activities in the field of public international law through this committee, which is the Committee of Legal Advisor on Public International Law. This committee is an intergovernmental committee which brings together the legal advisor of the ministries of foreign affairs of the member state of the 47 member states of the Council of Europe, but also a significant number of observer states and international organizations. But allow me to briefly explain which are the origins or the genesis of this CADI committee. As you know, and in the origins, we, uh, we can find the main, one of the main aims of the Council of Europe itself. As you know, one of the main aims of the Council of Europe is to safeguard 
and protect and implement the rule of law. And the organization, therefore, in order to try to achieve the same of the safeguard of the rule of law, established or set up at the beginning one committee on the legal issues, which the name was European Committee on Legal Cooperation. But this committee dealing with the legal cooperation was also conscious on the need to enhance and also coordinate the Council of Europe member state positions in the field of public international law. And therefore, in 1981, this committee on legal cooperation set up a subordinate committee under the name of Committee of Experts on Public International Law. And during the 90s, but afterward, we go back to the 90s. And the 90s, as you know, the new political architecture was redesigned in Europe. And the Council of Europe was playing in that moment a key role in the political changes which were taking place in all the Central and Eastern Europe countries. And the legal advisor were of the ministries of foreign affairs were having a key role in this new membership and in this new shape of the Council of Europe. And therefore, this subordinate committee to the legal, uh, European Committee on Legal Cooperation was transformed and was, uh, in 1991, was transformed in the Committee of Legal Advisor on Public International Law that this time was directly answering to the Committee of Ministers of the Council of Europe, which is the executive organ of the organization. And during this first meeting, the first meeting of this new committee in 1991 took place here in Strasbourg in April 1991 and took place under the chairmanship of Mr. Helmut Turk, which was in that moment the Austrian legal advisor. And even during this first meeting of the CADI, has the opportunity during this first meeting to welcome a special guest. In that moment was the Crown Prince of Spain, and now is the car, the car ranking of Spain, the King Felipe VI, who attended the meeting, the first meeting of the CADI, in the course of the working visit to the Council of Europe. But this long part of the CADI started with legal discussion of the cons that was a key issue of the Council of Europe in that moment. I'm obviously referring to the state succession in Europe in relation to the treaties, the state property, the archive, and the debts. During this first meeting in 1991, 16 legal advisors attended, attended the meeting. At present, in 2018, 20, 27 years after the birth of this committee, the CADI is composed of the legal advisor of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the 47 member states of the Council of Europe, five observer states to the Council of Europe, which is Canada, Holy See, Japan, Mexico, and the United States of America, four further observer states to the CADI, which are 
Australia, Belarus, Israel, and New Zealand, as well as 10 participating or server uh, international organizations, which are the European Union, the United Nations, and all its specialist agencies, the NATO, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the Interpol, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, the International Committee of the Red Cross, the Hague Conference on, uh, on Private International Law, the, and the European Organization for Nuclear Research. And in 2017, we have agreed to grant observer status to the ASEAN African Legal Consultative Organization, which, as you know, this is an intergovernmental, international intergovernmental organization, which is composed of 47 states from Asia and Africa. And therefore, like this, we are really uh, showing what is the universal scope of this committee, like is the same, like the public international law. And the in the composition of this committee, I would like to underline that the head of the delegation participa participating in the CADI meetings are the legal advisor themselves, and therefore they are ensuring of the, the, the representation of the state at the highest possible rank. Moreover, the delegation participating in our meeting are often composed of two or three participants. And therefore, we are welcoming an average of 85, 90, 92, 99 uh, uh, participants in our meetings here in Strasbourg or in other places in Brussels, for instance, in 2016. 99 persons attending the uh, CADI meeting, which is an, a high number of participants for uh, taking into account that we are speaking about a regional organization. Uh, the president, the current president of the uh, CADI is Mrs. Paivi Kakuranta, which is the legal advisor of Finland. And the vice president of the CADI, the current vice president of the CADI in 2018, is Peter Balek, which is the legal advisor of the Czech Republic. Allow me now to explain to you or to give you an overview of the contribution of the CADI to the development of public international law. And in this in relation to this subject, I would like to start by saying that in the framework of a truly pan-European setting, which is the Council of Europe with 47 member states, the CADI is a legal forum of coordination, but also for discussion, reflection and advice, which has played and continues to play an important role as a laboratory of ideas and often has carried out a pioneering work for the development of public international law. And during the two meetings per year, this, during these two biannual meetings, 
all the participants uh, have informed each other on topical issues of public international law, but also have an important exchange of national experience and practice. And with regard to the contribution of the CADI to public international law, I would like to mention one of the major strengths, in my opinion, of this committee. And this, that the CADI is able to focus pragmatically on issues that cannot be addressed on the same way within the framework of other international organizations. Indeed, we all know that international law, by definition, is by definition universal and cannot be constrained, obviously, to Europe or any specific continent. But as you also know, the examination of different subjects is much more easier to do it in the framework of 47 member states and the observer state than in a larger setting. And the CADI, as this legal forum, take full advantage of this asset that they have in the framework of the Council of Europe. And this, but this contribution, I would like now to go to some contribution, which is the historical contribution, if I may say, to the, to the development of public international law. And um, this uh, is reflected, for instance, I would like to mention one pilot project on a state practice regarding state succession and recognition. We are speaking here about the 90s, I have already mentioned. We have even uh, uh, prepared a publication, a CADI book, together with Bril Nihov, which contained the experience of 60 member states of the Council of Europe at that moment in the 90s, um, uh, in when the new European uh, design was uh, taking place after the development of 1989. Furthermore, the CADI has historically contributed to the international criminal justice through four consultation meetings on the implication of the ratification of the Rome Statutes for the domestic system of the Council of Europe member state. This consultation took place between 2000, May 2000 and September 2006 and were an important contribution to this international criminal justice. But the CADI has also an important normative work, which is also contributing to the development of public international law. Um, allow me to mention several recommendations which has been prepared by the CADI, by the Committee of Legal Advisors of Public International on Public International Law, which the first one in 1997 refers to the depths of diplomatic missions and the permanent mission and the diplomatic missions with double accreditation. Another important recommendation that we are still using is a recommendation prepared by the CADI and adopted by the Committee of Ministers of the Organization in 1999 on the responses to inadmissible reservation to international treaties, which also contains an important appendix, appendix sorry, where they are the model response closest to reservation. Our member states 
but also the non-member state of the Council of Europe are very often using this model clause when they are uh, making objection or, or the, to the or to the to the reservation. And I would like also to mention uh, two important um, recommendations prepared by the CADI and which were uh, contributing to the legal development of the peaceful settlement of dispute, which are, uh, the first one was adopted by the CADI in, two, in fact, both were adopted by the CADI in 2008, uh, were adopted by the Committee of Ministers, but prepared by the CADI. And the first one concerned the acceptance of the jurisdiction of the International Court of Justice, which also include an appendix containing model clause, model clauses, sorry, for possible inclusion in the declaration of acceptance of the compulsory jurisdiction of the International Court of Justice under Article 36, Paragraph 2 of the Statute of the Court. And another important recommendation uh, prepared by the CADI and adopted by the Committee of Ministers of the Council of Europe was was adopted in 2008 and was related to the nomination of international arbitrator and conciliator. In relation to this normative work, allow me to also to highlight the main findings of this Council of Europe Committee, the CADI, in relation to convention and protocol for where the main subject is related to public international uh, law. The CADI examined, in fact, five conventions and two protocols during a period of four years. And in this time, obviously, the first remark of the CADI in relation to this Council of Europe Convention and Protocol uh, was that the master of the convention and the protocols are the parties themselves. Therefore, the CADI could only verify the practical implementation of this, but obviously it could not advise on termination, denunciation of withdrawal of these conventions and protocol. But it was interesting to the remarks of the CADI in relation to this convention, because the CADI specifically mentioned two conventions, which are the convention that despite that they were adopted during the, the 60s, they are still fully uh, operational and they are very much used by the state, not only the Council of Europe member state, but all the state, which is the 1957 European Convention for the Peaceful Settlement of Dispute and also the 1968 European Convention on the Abolition of Legalization of Documents Executed by Diplomatic Agents or consular officer. And as I say, the CADI recommended to the Council of Europe to promote these two conventions and to promote the ratification of or the accession to this uh, convention, to this Council of Europe convention. And it was the CADI also, uh, when examining this convention, which the main focus or the main subject matter was public international law, the CADI mentioned that the European Convention on, Consul on Consular Functions and the European Convention on State Immunities, they are conventions which are not very much used by the state, 
due to the adoption of the Universal Conventions, the Vienna Convention on Consular Relations, but also other convention of the Council of Europe, which is the European Convention on the Non-Applicability of a Statutory Limitation to Crimes Against Humanity and War Crime, the Cadi mentioned that it's true that there is a convention now in the framework of the United Nations, which is the 2004 United Nations Convention on Jurisdictional, Im uh, sorry, uh, on Jurisdictional Immunity uh, uh, of a State and the, their property. But they also mentioned that taking into account the Rome Statute of the International C uh, Criminal Court, this European Convention of the Non-Applicability of Statutory Limitation could be, is not very much used, but still can be considered like an evidence of international custom. And I will speak a little bit uh, afterward about our contribution also to the um, Guam, uh, the international, the war of the international, uh, international Law Commission in this field. But this, uh, let me now to illustrate you, because these are, if I may say, the historical example of the contribution of the Council of Europe to the uh, public international law, to the development of public international law. And I would like now to mention some more recent example of the contribution of the CADI that uh, have taken place uh, during their, the last year, the last two years. And I'm referring to the involvement of the CADI to the preparation of the model final clauses for conventions, additional protocol, and amending protocol, which are concluded within the Council of Europe. These clauses have been prepared by the Treaty Office of the Council of Europe in order to update the 1980 model clauses that we have already. And it has been uh, prepared new clauses because after more than four decades, obviously it has taken place many developments in the framework of the treaty law because the, the conventions and the protocol adopted uh, within the framework of the Council of Europe are really very much the subject matter, have a large, but also there is a global reach and a transnational character more and more of the recent Council of Europe Convention, and therefore we needed new clauses to uh, include this, the increased participation of the non-member state in the Council of Europe Convention. Only allow me to provide you with a, uh, a specific number of this increased participation of the, the non-member state in the Council of Europe treaties. We have adopted here uh, in the Council of Europe, within the Council of Europe, 222 treaties. When I say treaties, I'm referring to convention to pro and protocol, uh, international legally binding instrument, 222. From these 222, we have 153 that are open to non-member states, often upon the invitation by the Committee of Ministers. And only during the last six years, we have received 106 requests from non-member states to become parties to the Council of Europe Convention. And therefore, there is even 
uh, we have the paradox that we have one convention, which is the Convention on Mutual Administrative Assistance in Tax Matter, where uh, uh, we have more ratification from member from non-member state. We have 58 ratification from non-member state, and we have done from the member state of the Council of Europe. We have 43 member state. I know that in the framework of the United Nations, these figures are not very large, but in the framework of a international, a regional organization, these figures are really a high number of ratification for one convention. Um, uh, I would like also to mention that the CADI have actively participated in the adoption of this uh, final clauses, model final clauses for convention, but also for uh, protocol, uh, additional and amending protocol, which complement and modernize the existing conventions. Um, uh, I would like to mention the importance of the participation of the CADI in the preparation of these model clauses, because it's obviously that the legal advisor of the ministries of foreign affairs has, uh, they are really expert, very expert here in, in the Council of Europe, but also in the framework of the United Nations, in the different means of expressing the consent to be bound by a treaty. And therefore, the invaluable experience of these, all these participants in the CADI has said, or is a guarantee, if I may say, that the revised version of this model, final clause for convention, additional protocol, and amending protocol, concluded within the Council of Europe, which was adopted by the Committee of Ministers on the 5th July 2017, last year, this, as I say, is a guarantee that we have taken into account the latest development of the treaty law, which is obviously one of the main fields of public international law. And in this contribution that I mentioned to the CADI, to public international law, I think one of the, uh, one example of the, another example, if I may say, or in the field of treaty law, is without any doubt the CADI flagship activities, which is the European Observatory of Reservation to International Treaties. In fact, this activity started 17 years ago, but continues to be, as I say, one of the flagship activities and has been praised here, but also in other fora, and but all state, because the idea is to examine reservation and declarations which are subject to objection, which are uh, concluded for, from the treaties concluded within the Council of Europe, but also the treaties concluded or uh, the framework or the, the conventions which are deposited within the Secretary General of the United Nations. Therefore, we are uh, this activity has an universal scope, if I may say. And as I say, uh, uh, when this, the, the CAD is making this examination of the reservation and declaration subject to objection to international treaties concluded within the Council of Europe and within, in the framework of the United Nations, we are using what is called, in French, we have kept this French uh, the denomination, which is the, the, Le Dialogue 
réservateur. And what is exactly this dialogue réservateur? In fact, is the idea is that the state establish a dialogue concerning a specific reservation and declarations. And first of all, there is the state, which has formulated a problematic reservation, have the opportunity to clarify the scope and the effect of this uh, declaration or reservation. And the other state have the opportunity to, to, to understand the rationale behind this declaration or reservation before they are formally objecting. And therefore, uh, the caddy like this is we are promoting really the withdrawal of some of the reservation and we are also promoting with this war of the caddy uh, that some of the reservation they are modified because if there are many states which they declare that they are going to object to a, a reservation, they are a state which are withdrawing the reservation or sometimes even modify in accordance with the comments that has been made during this dialogue reservateur. And in this uh, uh, task, the CADI has also uh, alert recently about a trend which uh, is about falling the this this trend is more in the framework of, of the Council of Europe because in the framework of the United Nations was already existing uh, 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 that I'm referring to the subordination of the application of the provision of the convention to their domestic law. The CAD is alerting about these kind of reservations because they are inadmissible under international law due to reason of legal uncertainty, but also because they are often again the object and the purpose of the treaties concern. And we have even another uh, trend that the CAD is also alerting that is uh, getting more and more uh, prominent in the reservation that we are examining and is the use of reservation and declaration to international treaties for highlighting the non-recognition of a state by another state or for reaffirm a territorial dispute. Obviously the CADI has uh, been saying that this type of reservation and declaration they are nothing to do with the subject matter of the treaties the, where they are made and therefore should be excluded. This is obvious with all this information I provide to you that they are closely between the CADI and the Treaty Office of the Council of Europe. This is also facilitated uh, because the uh, CADI uh, the Secretariat of the CADI and the Secretariat of the Treaty Office are the same, are uh, placed on the same, uh, on the same division, and it's also uh, important because this uh, uh, this activity of the CADI is really uh, uh, one which ref is reflecting very well the essence of the CADI. And this is that the CADI, more than a traditional standard setting committee, is, I have already mentioned, a legal forum 
which assists and cooperate with the member and non-member state in order to develop the rule of law in the field of international law. And one of these fields, obviously, is the idea is the compliance with the treaty law as one of the most important part of the uh, public international uh, of the public international law. To finalize my presentation, I would like to speak to the contribution of the CADI to the work of the United Nations International Law Commission and in general to the Sixth Committee of the United Nations General Assembly. The CADI has really been has uh, really be an important uh, an important uh, body for fostering cooperation and collaboration between the Council of Europe and the United Nations. And why? Because one, this is illustrated uh, for the, the, the a factual issue, uh, and is that the legal advisor of the Council of Europe member state and observer state, which are participating in the CADI meetings, are equally taking part in the sixth committee of the United Nations General Assembly, which allows as the Council of Europe and the, to have a legal coherence on the, on the different subjects that we are treating here, but also the CADI has been acting like a link between the two organizations in the legal field. In the legal field. For instance, uh, I would like to mention that the, the, in view to strength, strengthening this cooperation, we have recently had an exchange of view with the Undersecretary General for Legal Affairs and United Nations Legal Council, Mr. Miguel de Serpa Suarez, who is also a member, a former member of the CADI. And we have an exchange of view also with him on different legal aspects that he knows very well, the CADI, but he obviously the legal aspect in the framework of the United Nations. And furthermore, we have also held a change of view with the president of the International Court of Justice, Mr. Ronnie Abraham, and more recently, in September 2017, with the Mr. George Nolte, the president of the International Law Commission. And I would like to mention that, in fact, the work of the International Law Commission is one permanent item in the agenda of the CADI, and that we are having two annual exchanges of view between the CADI and the International Law Commission here in Strasbourg, but also in Geneva. I could enumerate many items or many activities of the CADI agenda which relate to the topic, uh, to the International Law Commission. But let me really to highlight one specific that I think uh, is contributed to this work of the International Law Commission. And I'm speaking about the declaration, the CADI declaration on jurisdictional immunity of a state cultural property, which I believe have a direct impact on the work of the International Law Commission. The declaration was developed in the framework of the CADI and is a non-legally binding document 
which expresses a common understanding of the opinion juris concerning the fundamental rule that there are certain kind of state property, which is the cultural property, which is on exhibition, that enjoys immunity, immunity from any measure of constraint or execution in another state. And by signing this declaration, a state recognized the customary nature of the relevant provision of the 2004 United Nations Convention on Jurisdictional Immunity of State and Their Property, which, as you know, is, has still not entered into force. And this declaration, I believe that the CADI is contributed to the development of public international law, but also has a pioneer role on the formulation and reaffirmation of the customary law on this question. This declaration was, first of all, signed by the Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Czech Republic and the Federal Minister for European and International Affairs of Austria in Brussels in, on 18 November 2013 and was opened by the signature of other states, member and non-member of the Council of Europe. And to the date, the declaration has been signed by the Minister of Foreign Affairs of 20 states, among them some of the non-member states of the Council of Europe. And the Cadiz Secretariat performs the functions of the, the, the depository of this declaration. Furthermore, with regard to this declaration, I will also like to inform you that the permanent representatives of Austria and the Czech Republic to the United Nations transmitted to the Secretary General of the United Nations a letter requesting that the declaration to be circulated among the member states of the United Nations for information purposes under the agenda item of the rule of law at the national and international level in the last year, in 2017. Therefore, I think this is a very good example of this cooperation between the CADI and the uh, United Nations, particularly of the International uh, uh, Law Commission and the Sixth Committee. But uh, we have other uh, activities which also uh, can be highlighted, like uh, or illustrate the, uh, the importance that the role played by the CADI, which has uh, can have an influence, or at least an importance, for the United Nations. And this, we are currently, I would like to mention in this respect, one question which is very important in the framework of the United Nations, also obviously for the Council of Europe, which is the settlement of dispute of a private character to which an international organization is a party. We are currently Include, we included this subject in the agenda of the CADI in March 2014 at the request of the Dutch, of the Dutch delegation. Um, the idea is uh, that you know that there is a big debate now on the fact that the immunity of international organization in many cases prevent the individual who has suffered a damage or a harm from, from an action of an international organization, they prevent them from bringing a successful claim before a domestic court. 
And therefore, the immunity of the international organization has been increasingly challenged on the allegation that this incompatible to uphold this immunity with the right of access to a court. While this uh, term or this subject is uh, very much, as I say, of practical importance for the Council of Europe, I believe that this is also a very important subject for the United Nations and other international organizations. And I would like also to mention in this contribution, or more than contribution, in this uh, uh, work that, we, that can be also very relevant for the United Nations, I would like to mention also the observations that the Cadiz Secretariat uh, has made uh, to the draft article on crimes against humanity, which were adopted by the International Law Commission on the first reading at the 69th session. This, the CADI, uh, it was, uh, as I say, comments from the CADI Secretariat, but uh, was based on the discussion of the CADI, where we were saying, as I have already mentioned before, that the 1974 European Convention on the Non-Applicability of Statutory Limitation to Crimes and Against Humanity and War Crimes was, as I say, the, uh, one of the, 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 the first, if I may say, the first convention international legally binding instrument which addressed the prevention of the immunity of crimes against humanity with, uh, uh, through that they say that they cannot be uh, a prescription of this, uh, of this crime. And this, as I say, the Cadi mentioned that this convention, despite that obviously after the adoption of the Rome Statute, this convention could be a thing that is not up to date, but is also an evidence can be interpreted and understood as an evidence of an international custom. And to finalize, I would like to mention uh, also some of the um, subjects we has can have also an influence or at least uh, be very important for the work that is currently uh, out by the International Law Commission. And this is the immunity of special missions. We are currently preparing an analysis we are an analysis uh, concerning or an analytical report on the legislation and practice of the member state of the Council of Europe and other state and international organization which are uh, or which has for uh, uh, server status uh, to the CADI. And then there we will include also the main trends which are arising from the replies to a questionnaire which was prepared in the CADI. Uh, in 2013 and which has been feeded by the replies of the state during all this year. And this analysis will be prepared by uh, Sir Michael Good, who is, uh, as you know, a special rapporteur and a member of the International Law Commission and he is also a former chair of the CADI. Um, to finalize, allow me also to mention that in 2016, the CADI has set up a three new databases which are devoted to the first one to the immunity of a state and international organization, 
the second one to the organization and functions of the office of the legal advice in the ministries of foreign affairs and the third database is related to the implementation of the United Nations sanctions and the respect for human rights. And this has been an overview of all the work that has been carried out by uh, the Committee of Legal Advisor on Public International Law, the CADI, of the Council of Europe, which I would like to reiterate that is a legal forum which assists and cooperates with member and non-member states and other international organizations in order to develop the rule of law in the field of international law as a key factor of the organization of the interstate relation. And with this mission in mind, the CADI has played during 27, 27 years and continues to play an important role to the development of public international law. And all uh, this example of such role and the contribution can be found in one publication, a recent publication of the CADI, which is uh, we have we have organized together with Brilnikov, with the publishers Brilnikov, which is the title is exactly this: the CADI contribution to the development of public international law, the achievements and future challenges. Thank you very much for your attention.